Okay, hold on one second. We're going to do this again, okay? All right. <laughs> I'm sorry about the other day, but let's let's do this. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Let's go. All right, let's go. Let's see. All right, now it's recording. I can always edit that out. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe Oriani, and this is Joe Oriani's podcast. You can reach me at Oriani Joe 3 or at Joe Oriani Podcast at yahoo.com. And if you wish to contribute, I'll figure out how you can do that because somebody keeps pressing the wrong buttons. Anyway, to make any comments, please feel free to do so. Uh, this is my second interview with my friend here because the first time is more on this side of the camera forgot to press the record button. I totally apologize for that. Because the first one was a good interview. Did you hear the music this time? Yes, I did. That's perfect. Okay, good. That's a good start. Because Gavin said he couldn't understand why we were doing it so low. Anyway, this is Marlon. And Marlon is uh, someone who I met about four months ago. And I feel like I'm doing this interview. We just did it the other day. And uh, it was actually quite interesting. You can see I just got out of work and that's why it was so late. But anyway, uh, he is studying, he was studying in Granada, California High School. Where is that anyway? In reference um, to San Francisco or? So the best point of reference I could do for Granada Hills Charter would be um, the Northridge earthquake. Did you hear about the Northridge earthquake back in 1994? I don't remember yesterday, no. <laughs> well, it's Granada Hills Charter is based in the suburb of Granada Hills which itself is in the San Fernando Valley, which is like this large flat valley, which is full of suburbs of Los Angeles out oh. in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Then I used to live clearer because like I said, I can't remember yesterday and you're going to ask me about 1994. Anyway, okay, so let's continue on. You took some specialized, the school is very special and strict in your training is what you told me. You want to explain that to everyone, please? Well, Granada Hills Charter is, well, it's in its title, it's a charter school. So they had a degree of independence from the local school district, meaning the administrative office had a lot more freedom in setting the curriculum and setting study goals and basically how the educational aspect of the school was run. So they decided all the way back in 2003 to make it very heavily focused on academics. They call it rigorous. And by rigorous, they meant, oh, these students are going to suffer a little. But that's how it turned out 
for us students in Granada from when they got their charter in 03 to now. It's a very rigorous program and it's a lot more like college work than work I've seen from other schools in the area. What do you take away from a school like that? I think the biggest takeaway from a high intensity school really is you kind of feel a bit more prepared for college because in a way it's more of the same with the formatting, the course loads, the encouragement to challenge yourself and take higher classes. You feel more at home in college versus some other classmates I've had in college where it was a big culture shock to them how different college was run to how their high school was run. Granada Charter really tried to um, emphasize easing you into that college experience more than other schools would. Did it help you with getting into your college studying? Did it give you any kind of uh, heads up on anybody else? More enthusiasm, more concentration, more work ethic? I would say right out of high school, definitely um, studying in, in that high school made me more resilient to what these schools I was applying to were throwing at me. Like they were describing their workloads, their expectations for academics. They're saying, oh, it's gonna take a lot of work to balance life and the, the balance, the work school life balance, right? It's, that's what Granada gave me a heads up about when I'm comparing, of course, talking to other people who came from other schools. And it's, it's helped you, correct? It's definitely helped. Of course, yeah, it, it was a, a lot tougher than um, other schools I've heard about. And that is kind of the trade-off for being more prepared for a college, but that's where it helped me, yes. And that kind of that kind of background did it help you be more uh, how would I put it to you more intense on your on your homework on your on your growing on your on your work at school your academics did it help you concentrate more to know what you had to do and your goals towards the end yes for me to like thrive in that kind of rigorous work you do kind of have to like teach yourself how to operate in that rigorous environments. So it helped me in figuring out for myself how to work in those kind of high intensity, high workload places. Okay, my next question is, we're gonna get to college. What you, courses are you taking in college? What courses am I taking currently? Yes. Well, I've just wrapped up general ed. So all of the regular science, math, um, history, and language classes are through with, are through at this point, halfway through my college. Right now, I'm looking to start on some major related classes like upper level, upper division classes, everything related to business. So there would be international business, business law. There'd also be stuff like accountancy, um, extended economics. So there's intro to macro and microeconomics, and my course dictates that I'd be taking more advanced, especially in micro, because of the specific part of business I was put in. Okay, and do you have plans other than accounting? 
Oh, most definitely. For me, business is all about the versatility of it. When I was deciding back in high school on what I wanted to major in, I noticed that graduates in business are typically able to go into a lot of industries. It's not just corporate in one specific industry. With that business degree, I've seen people able to go to entertainment, which is my main interest. They're able to go into the medical field. Of course, they're not the doctors. They're not the ones diagnosing, but they are in the field. Like that's what their business is about because business is everywhere in the modern world. So I'd say I chose that major because of how versatile it was. And what about technology? Technology. A lot of people seem to think like I'm a kind of a computer nerd, like I like programming and gaming and web design and all this stuff. Um, surprisingly to a lot of people, though, I'm not too interested in that highly technical thing, that highly technical field that you have to deal with once you're in that technology circuit. So while I could see myself, um, find, finding my way to a technology-focused company, for me, it's more about the logistics and the business than the technology part itself. And can you tell me, you talk something about motion pictures or things like that? You like to fix things? You want to be behind a camera or something? Yes. Um, like I said just a bit ago, er, entertainment was the main industry that I'm really interested in getting into because, and I think we discussed this last time, I had a big yeah. interest in business and then I had a big interest in how shows are produced. And so putting those two things together, I decided I want to get into that part, the production part, the part that's really in um, the part that's really in the logistics of making a movie, making a TV show, running a theme park, everything about entertainment, because entertaining people is something I'd really like to learn, really like to get into. But I found myself really drawn to the behind the scenes running the show type thing. Okay. What's the name of the college you're taking now? Online courses. The name of the college? Yes. Currently, I am in UC San Diego. Okay. And the name of the course here specifically would be International Business. So I'm, I was put in seventh college, which focuses a lot about international relations and seeing how different countries and different regions deal with each other in all sorts of disciplines. But for me, the discipline is business, so international business. Okay, do you go to campus or you do it all online? Well, I'm about to get started in my first semester over there. Okay. From the look of it, I'll, I'll be going on campus for that one. Oh, cool. Did you check out the campus? Yeah, it's a really nice campus. Do you have any extracurricular activities that you like to do when you get to the, the campus? Oh, definitely. Um, one that I was most interested in was one my brother told me about, actually. It's called TEA, the Themed Entertainment Association. And they have a lot of students in events that have to do with the themed entertainment industry. So that's not just theme parks, but it would be restaurants like Rainforest Cafe. It would be 
um, Halloween experiences that you'd see pop up um, seasonally, that type of stuff. That's what the TEA focuses on. And their student division just focuses on bringing students into that industry. You get to talk to industry leaders. There's some recruiting fairs. And there are some events where you just go behind the scenes and people in the industry will tell you what they're up to and what they're doing. All right, next question. What made you become a uh, college person at Disney? What made me become a college person at Disney? Well, I'm Disney curious about that because people come from diverse backgrounds and they all have different reasons for what they do, whether they want to have it on their resume, they never had a job before, all these little different things. To me, especially with the work that they place you in for the Disney College program, the theme park environment is just a place that I found I really enjoyed working in. And that's not just related to logistics and figuring out how things run because that's my career choice. I just really like the atmosphere too of being in a theme park. Something about it's more lively. Something about it is more, more wholesome than when you're interacting with guests in a theme park. I found this out because I worked at one of my local theme parks here back home and I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Even with tough hours, I was working a Halloween event where they got me working till 3 a.m. I still really loved that experience. So the Disney College program gave me an opportunity to have that experience again, except in Disney World, which is a place I never really went to growing up. So. It was a new experience for me, but more of that work experience that I ended up loving. And why did you feel as Walt Disney World in Florida compared to Disneyland? Um, what was that? Why did you choose Disney World as compared to Disneyland? Two reasons, actually. One, um, the Disneyland college program has not restarted yet. Um, oh, okay. they're, I didn't know that. they're currently not taking any college program participants, uh, but even if they did, I would have still chosen Disney World over Disneyland because Disneyland is the park that I grew up with, the one that I was taken to as a kid up to now. And while some people seeing behind the scenes spoils the magic for them of the theme parks it wouldn't spoil the magic for me but i'd rather leave that park as a place i visit rather than a place i'd work whereas with disney world i won't be going back for a while so i can let that park rest more than i could let disneyland rest assuming i'd be going on my own or taking some of my younger cousins out to disneyland for the first time to me it's about keeping the guest experience for my home park intact. Did that program teach you anything about interacting with people? I'd say it expanded upon what I started to learn in my first job because I was very closed off. I didn't really like talking to many people at all um, back in middle school. But as I got that first job, I started to learn that, well, there's a lot more friendly people out there than I expected. And it it deepens your understanding of everyone and your own place in life to speak to them. Working in Disney World, though, the, um, the people you talk to, they come from a much more diverse background than like where I was working. So to me, it was more of that learning experience, talking to people, just really broadening the people I talked to. 
And you felt very comfortable with that? Because if I remember correctly, there are some very mean people there too. Uh, not everybody is nice. Uh, not everybody's considerate. And sometimes some things are said that shouldn't be said. And how do you like to deal with that? To me, I feel like or... going going out into um going out into the world, um, starting off my career, starting off my adult life. Um, I feel like it. You have to have those experiences. You can't just be sheltered off and only have nice people talk to you. To me, that's an important part about learning the learning experience, like learning how you are going to deal with people who aren't as nice, who are pretty mean. And while, of course, I do enjoy talking to um, nice people a lot more than I enjoy talking to mean people, it's helped me. Um, it's helped me figure out how I'm going to deal with um, mean people in the future. Okay. Now, one more question I have for you before we go. You had mentioned. And I want to make sure I have this straight. Uh, you had mentioned on the last interview that you had done some work with the homeless in Sandy uh, out in California. Can you elaborate on that for the people listening? Well, back in middle school, they had a program which involved um, getting us out to volunteer. And we were sent to volunteer to many different places, some in support of the homeless, some in support of veterans, some in support of active duty military. And during those experiences, going out there and helping out with the homeless, the veterans and the military, I had a chance to see firsthand what their experience was like, because before then, before I was able to go out and volunteer, of course, I heard, overheard about the plights of homeless people around the world. And I've heard stories and people have shown me books and reading material and all that. But being able to see it firsthand and talk to some of those people firsthand um, it was a lot more impactful on my life than stuff I'd heard or read before. So that type of stuff would be like preparing food for the homeless, handing it out, going out there, doing outreach to get them to know that we were available for like food and other stuff we were helping with. Okay. Now I have an off the wall question mm. with that as your background. And having done that outreach, what would you suggest that they do about the homeless? I would say follow the example of follow the example of other organizations, other governments, other countries that have successfully dealt with it in the past. Because of course, every situation is different. So you can't just transplant one country or one region's method to your own place and expect it to work perfectly. So to me, it's about getting together a bunch of really smart people who have dedicated their lives to this issue and taking success stories of the past to here and tinkering with them, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. And no one's going to be 100% perfect because the homeless crisis is a very complicated, 
issue rooted in a bunch of different disciplines and a bunch of different aspects of life and society. So it's not going to be a one size fits all option. But the important thing to me is that there's a really strong effort to try and to keep trying to keep that issue. How would I say it? To keep trying to make that issue solved. And of course, it can't be solved instantly. It can't be solved overnight. But the important thing to me is that there has to be some group or some organization that is dedicated to keep the process going along. Okay, one more thing. Uh, if you had a chance to say anything to anybody younger or give them any advice, what would that be? I would say there's going to be a lot of times growing up, especially in this period that I'm living through now where you're leaving high school and I'm just about to finish college, where you're really uncertain on what you want to do. Because I've been told growing up that I was a lot more certain in what I wanted to do than a lot of people were as 16, 17, 18, or 19 year olds. I always told people I would be a businessman. I would be in the entertainment industry. But growing up, you learn it can't just be that. There are lots of little minutiae, little details that you need to sort out when you're figuring out what you want to do. And especially to people who are very set on what they want to do as young kids, I'll say once those questions rise up, once the very small details about growing up rise up, trust your friends, trust your family, trust people who love and support you to help you through that. Because it is very tempting to want to go it alone, especially for people who decided long ago what they wanted to do. But those people who you love and trust will help you and will shape the, will help you shape those specifics that will help you achieve your goals in the future. Okay, Marlon, I want to thank you for doing this twice. No problem. I'm going to try to edit it the best I can, but I just got to notice that it appears when you're talking, so you can hear this little bing. So <laughs> please don't pay no attention. Again, I wish you all the luck in the world. And when you became become famous, don't forget you did this first and come back and do it for free. I will do that. Keep me posted if anything changes and maybe try this again next year. Okay. Sure thing. And hopefully when I shut this off, it will actually say. Again, <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you later. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Joe. All right. Bye. Bye. Please, God.